0: And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Welcome to another Fastened Like Nails. I'm Mark
1: Hamby, and in the studio with me today, Molly Mayo and Colton Smith. Hello. Thanks, nice you guys. Be here. for being you. here. Okay, so we're going to look at a new book that we're getting ready to uh, write. <laughs> an illustrated children's book, The... Da-
2: Giant Killer. Giant Killer. By Professor Colin Smith.
1: Yeah, Colin's writing this one. Or just
2: Colin Smith. Yeah,
1: either one. (laughs) It's it's so exciting because I want to talk about just one part of the book. So it's an illustrated book, 48 Mm -hmm. pages
2: approximately. So good. So, so good.
1: Fully illustrated. And uh, we're not just here to tell people that we got a new book that we're going to be publishing, but there's a certain part of this book that really stood out to me today. But let's talk about the different giants that um, fighties. Mm-hmm. Um, he's of. the he's the knight, right? Noble knight. Noble mm-hmm. knight. Brave knight. And um, for those of you that read the book The Giant Killer here at Lampwater, which is probably our second best-selling book other than Teddy's Button, mm. Giant of Hate, Sloth, Selfishness, Pride, and uh, I forget what the other one was. Untruth? Untruth, mm. yep. So all of those giants are the, all those giants in this book? That is correct. Okay, so... What we did with this story, though, is we changed the story quite a bit for the beginning. We don't have the young children like we have in the actual, um, you know, um, unabridged book. But this children's story— This is um, a knight's tale. Yeah, like a knight's tale. But Mm -hmm. what's different about this, and one of the things we've been kind of like moving toward, is we want to find out what makes a book a classic book. Like, Hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Snow White, um, (laughs) Cinderella— You know the mm-hmm. Billy Groats Gruff. You know the, those classic stories that have stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. What made those stories different than the stories that are written today? This seems like the stories that are written today, even by some really quality authors, they just don't seem to be something you pass down generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So what what made the books back then different? Let's talk about that today. Well, I think they had um, they had
3: more. Of a sense of purpose for writing the book, mm. um, I think they were less narcissistic.
2: Oh, interesting! I
3: think they had a, a deeper appreciation for the abiding truths. And mm. I think whenever you tie yourself deeper to the abiding things, you you are mooring yourself on more on more solid ground. Mm-hmm. And when you make it more experiential, mm. I think that's going to change over time. And your book's not going to last. Mm.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, God gave us that in Ecclesiastes, um, words of delight, truth and wisdom mm. um, mm-hmm. anything more than these he said that it will it'll wear us out. you know my son beware. beware anything more than the words of delight, words of truth, words of wisdom interesting the word of the words of delight, that phrase in Hebrews um, carries the idea of de- of delight but also carries the idea of something valuable and also carries the idea of something acceptable. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when children are reading something, does it bring a sense of delight or does it bring a sense of woe and uh, caution? Or, or fear. Fear, yeah, yeah. yeah. fear. Um, tension? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, there should be some tension you know, in a good story, a good tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, so a lot of the stories today, we've got um, the dystopian type literature. Yeah. Um, we've got um, evolutionary type, you know, books are written – Based on an author's worldview, would you would you say this true? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so Molly, you've you were homeschooled. You've read yes. a lot of books, <laughs> classic books. Would you say, and this is going to parents are going to love this question? Mm-hmm. Would you say classic books, all classic books, are good for you to read? Help you to uh, think through logic and think through um, you know different ethics and so forth.
2: Definitely not. <laughs> I don't ah, think so.
1: Okay, let's talk about that. Why are some Classic books, not good for our children to read, not healthy for our children to read.
2: It's an interesting question.
1: There's a book called um, Raise, uh, um, Reading Between the Lines by G. Edward Veith. Mm. Excellent book. He, he says even the ancient um, Greeks wouldn't put any obscenity or um, profanity in any mm. of their... Theatrical performances, mm-hmm. um, any of their literature, isn't that something? Mm. They kept it out, and they would not even use the name God, lest it be used in a wrong way. And they mm-hmm. were they were heathens, mm-hmm. but they had this high standard. You know, no obscenity, no profanity. Um, obscenity is like I think the word carries the idea of um, off stage. You know, things mm. that are used. They would not. They wouldn't even bring in sexual intimacy. They would not allow that in their plays as well. And the Bible does the same thing. If you notice the Bible, we, we've got some pretty – there's some pretty gory things. There's incest. Yeah. There's fornication. There's adultery. It's got it there's, all. It's got it all, right? Yeah. But one of the things the Bible does, it doesn't prolong and allow someone to stay in that – state. there's uh-huh. one sentence in it. So David kills Goliath and cuts uh-huh. his head off. One sentence. It's over with. Uh-huh. It's not a prolonged enjoyment mm-hmm. of the gore. It's. He it doesn't allow the 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 listener or the reader. It doesn't allow the 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 listener or the reader to. Um, what's the word? Um, to enjoy. Yeah,
2: or linger. Linger,
1: ruminate. It, yes. Mm. It. it um, in today's movies, for example, we. Um, what, what do we do when someone? Um, it. Gene uh, Edward Veith said this. It. Um, shakes a person out of the continuity of beauty and thought.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: it distracts them from the oh, yeah. from the beauty of truth that's being woven together in a story. Mm-hmm. As soon as you bring in gore and violence mm-hmm. and sex and profanity and obscenity, it jolts a person out of that continuous and co- the continuity of beauty and truth. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be really careful. That's one of the things that parents got to try to, f- you know, filter out with the stories that their children are reading, the books that their children are reading. Does it do that? Does mm-hmm. it have that? That's one way that you would filter out the types of stories, whether it be classic or Christian or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give children stories that are going to jolt them out of the continuity of truth and beauty. Mm-hmm. So with that said, um, let's talk about this new book that we're reading, um, The Giant Killer. What did you do to the book? You changed it quite a bit, Colin. The beginning's different. Yes. Uh, so, the idea of the book um, is we
3: talked with some of the students who had grown up reading the books, and we mm-hmm. talked with some of the lamplighter uh, people who have over the years enjoyed the story of The Giant Killer. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we, we thought, wouldn't it be cool in an illustrated book to have? the very same book the children are reading in the book. Mm. Mm, I like it. And so it's a recreation of what we, what I think is a book that would be similar to the book that the kids are reading. Oh, that's So you cool. can read that same book to your kids. So it enc- uh-huh. encompasses the same lessons that these children in the story were learning. Mm-hmm. And it has the same giants. It has the same plot and... Um, what we did is we added some character development to the knight. Mm. So now Fitus has a backstory. Mm. Mm-hmm. And What's the backstory.
1: The are, backstory. are you going to tell? Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Are you going to tell us and give it away? <laughs> well, um, the backstory. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> it, you have to read it, to see. <laughs> it. I'll tell you what. It's amazing. You told it to me yesterday. Yeah. I'm blown away by it. It. I, I want to put that in the original book though. It's so good for me. This is what makes it more classic yeah. mm. and endearing and enduring. Yep. This is going to really go – this mm. is going to make a difference in uh, children's, literature, children's literature, I yeah. believe.
2: It definitely takes it one step further and makes it more personal, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So l- let's talk – and we're going to le- just kind of hang our hat on this one and end here. But um, what would you say to parents that um, their children are reading like you've got your – Oh, your Call of the Wild, Harry Potter. Um, So one of the things I've been researching is the emotional attachment. Um, For example, the Scarlet Letter, there's an emotional attachment to um, the person who is doing something wrong, maybe even sinful, but they're being placed in a positive light. Yeah. What, what, how can we, what do we tell parents in the, stories in the books that they're selecting. Um, What are some of the warning signs of books like that? How do we keep our children away from, for example, there's a dystopian story that um, uh, a young lady was reading. She's 17 years old and she loved it. So I started learning about the story myself and I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. But stepping back from it, it was easy to see. This thing is teaching some really dangerous stuff. Mm -hmm. It's teaching like um, through the guise of love, okay? Mm -hmm. We're gonna bring love into society and by bringing love into society, one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to reset the culture by making sure that legal authority is 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 we we replace it. Mm. Um, government authority's got to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Moral authority's got to be replaced, and parental authority mm-hmm. has to. And I'm like, whoa! I mean, at first you don't see it because mm-hmm. it's so, you know, because they make the good person seem bad. But the next thing you know, you've bought into this. And you have an emotional attachment with some of the really great people that are heroes in the story. And they're trying to do something really good. But they now have become a law unto themselves. It's their own moral judgment. Mm-hmm. No longer is, 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 there's no longer objective truth to this. So mm-hmm. how do we – Colin, what do we do? How do we discern?
3: Well, I think, I think the key when you're, when you're dealing with a story that has so much – pull and draw you have to realize that the, there's a, something drawing those kids to those stories
2: mm-hmm. and
3: and you have to realize that it's, it's not just the darkness that's attractive the light can be attractive too mm. kids aren't just drawn to the negative they can be drawn to the positive too uh-huh. and so if we can produce right, direct uh, art mm. that exceeds mm, I like that then then we can draw them that direction, mm-hmm. just as strong.
1: Mm. I like that. It
2: was interesting you were talking about, like, what are some of the signs of that literature. Um, one of the required reading lists for the Master's Guild was the um, Musing Ourselves to Death.
1: Oh, great book. And,
2: yeah, that one is really good. Neil Postman did that one, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm. Disappearance of Childhood yeah. and amusing Ourselves to Death.
2: So, one of the things that he was talking about was entertainment. A lot of these books provide just sheer entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so, I know personally, like I used to read a lot of dystopian literature, um, and it wasn't very entertaining. And one book I absolutely loved, it was hilarious. But then, if, like you said, when you remove yourself from it, which is interesting that you have to remove yourself from something because you're so caught up in it that you're not using, like, logic and reasoning. Mm -hmm. So, like, removing myself from it, I was like, oh, the point of this book is that life has no meaning. Whoa. And... Mm. Whoa, that's really good. So I thought about that, and I was like, whoa, this book is really funny, but it's funny because it's making life seem like it's a joke. I'm like, that's really terrible to teach people because it's it's Mm. wildly entertaining. He's an incredible writer and all that. But, I mean, a lot of these books... Have like clear
1: mm-hmm. worldview,
2: worldviews yeah. infused in them, and if I think if we stopped and took a moment and been like, oh, what is what is this book teaching or that book, yeah. and it's kind of scary, you know.
1: That's brilliantly written in in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. I was doing some research on the author of Les Miserables, Getting into his background and uh, his relationships mm. with other people and I was like, whoa, this guy had – I mean he was he was into social justice way back then mm-hmm. um, but for the wrong reasons and um, he mm. had a—he had an agenda.
3: Well, rumor uh, has it he was French too. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that one against him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So,
1: Molly, amusing ourselves to death um, – Colon, I'm going to give you a multiple choice. No, yes. I'm going to say true false. True false, okay. Well, fill in the
3: blank. One <laughs> of the okay, two. fill in the blank, okay. Either okay, one. so the word amuse,
1: <laughs> Muse. to amuse
3: somebody. Yes, Is to bewitch and to. No. It's like a I'm, siren. I'm going to give <laughs> you. <laughs> fill in the blank.
1: I'm going to give you a multiple choice. <laughs> okay. Does it mean, amuse, mean to entertain? Mm-hmm. Does it mean to lacerate? Does it mean lacerate? to. Lacerate? Does it mean yeah, I can use lacerate? Okay, <laughs> not Sir Lancelot, to lacerate. That's uh, a little scary. Does it mean That's amusing. entertain? <laughs> lacerate. Okay, enjoyment mm. or um, I don't not not to think. Not to think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going for lacerate.
3: Oh, Lacerate. I was pulling for that. that was, if anyone at home is wanting
1: lacerate, yeah. Okay, Seek so, help. So isn't that amazing? The word amuse means not to think. And that's what that's what mm. Satan's doing today. is getting people not to think. He's he in fact, I was just talking to someone yesterday. When a person's watching something, video games or whatever, mm-hmm. what it does, it shuts off your value system. It shuts off your conviction side of your left brain. You know, that's where you process things. Your discernment is located, generally speaking, in the left side of your brain, and that mm-hmm. kicks on when you're reading or listening. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, and when you're reading something. But when you're being entertained, that's the right side of your brain. That's your your art center, um, your pleasure center, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad side, but it's it, what it does is it it allows you to shut off the left side of the brain, and it causes mm-hmm. you to be amused where mm. you're no longer thinking and when you're not thinking you're literally being
2: influenced subconsciously yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. you 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 stop your value system shuts off you're you're no longer you know gaining you're not no longer thinking things through the filter of your convictions mm. of words of delight truth and wisdom and you're allowing the world someone else's world view to mm-hmm. influence your life and there are 2.2 million books printed every year mm. you know mm. and they're just they're on, they keep coming you know, through Amazon, and you, know, you pick this book, you'll like this one as well. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you don't have any filter system to know what's really good or evil. And there's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. There's no gray areas of life. It's either good or evil. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, God will bring us all into judgment and to find out whether or not the things that you've done are good or evil. That's mm-hmm. what it's going to come down to. And right before that, he says these are the three areas of reading words of delight— words of truth, and words of wisdom. Do the books that our children read reflect those three boundaries that God has set for our children's literature? And so um, I'm excited about The Giant Killer. Colin, nice job. And what's next after The Giant Killer? Sir Malcolm. Sir Malcolm and the Missing Prince. That's going to be amazing. And then we're going to do Buried in the Snow. Folks, Mm. we are excited. Um, One of the things we decided is that like 200 years ago when all of these classic stories were being written, it's time that classic stories were being written again for our children so that when a child reads these stories, they think about them all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? And we we want them to keep going back to them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's not just a one-time read, you know? And and they become new heroes and heroines of our children's lives. Mm -hmm. And so um, thanks for joining me, guys. God bless. We'll look forward to doing this again.
0: You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, Visit FastenedLikeNails.net and fill out the form. That's FastenedLikeNails.net. What if you could learn from the creative minds and talents behind Lamplighter Theatre? I've
1: never seen anything like it.
0: This summer, Lamplighter presents the Lamplighter Guild. A week of mentoring and apprenticeship in the dramatic arts. Learn script writing, music composition, sound design, directing, and voice acting from world-class professionals. Registration for the Lamplighter Guild is limited, so sign up today at lamplighter.net. lamplighter.net.